Welcome to the party! Woo! That's right! This episode is going to be a little bit different. You know I like to shake things up from time to time, and I had a tough situation occur a couple weeks ago. I alluded to it on a podcast two weeks ago while it was fresh. And this was recorded the same night as the situation with clients. I happened to be going to a dinner party with a group of people. People, yeah, they're people, but they're designers. That's the most important thing. We refer to ourselves most of the time as the design desperados. I don't know. It was a lot of tequila involved in coming up with that name. I'm sure of it. But in any case, I've known these women and men for 25 years now. They are supremely talented. And oh my God, my girlfriend Ray just redesigned a home, built a home from scratch. And it's spectacular. So we got to go on a home tour, which is amazing. But anyway, they're supremely talented and hilarious. And we used to get together pre-COVID every few months and just, you know, catch up. What's going on? How's business? Oh, my gosh. I'm looking for someone to supply Antique Mirror for a project. Who are you guys using now? You know, that kind of thing that you do with your local design friends, which is amazing. We don't necessarily get into business process. Not a single one of them is a business of design member, which means the stories that come out of the group are hilarious. Let me tell you something, hilarious. On this particular evening, it's me who's got the crazy story though. And the whole night was heightened because we haven't seen each other in over a year and a half. So there was catching up to do. There was, you know, the excitement of being at a dinner party, which is, you know, something that a lot of us haven't done a lot of in the last little while. Thankfully, everybody's double vaxxed and life's pretty good at the moment. So we decided to take advantage of it. And in addition, there are multiple conversations going on in the background. You can hear somebody chewing potato chips, which is hilarious, but we decided just to let it happen. And then you can hear me kind of venting, which is something I don't like to do very often. In my defense, I will say it's been a decade since I've had a total client meltdown. And 10 years ago when it happened, I got to say, in part, it was my fault. I don't feel that way about this, although I am going to be ruthlessly, fearlessly honest with you about everything that happened before the incident you're going to hear about in this video clip. I hope this makes sense. Who knows? Let me know if you like this episode or if you hate this episode. Just be curious. Episode 240, Get Real with me, Kimberly Selden, interior design professional and business of design advocate in chief. And of course, steering the ship, director of operations, Cheryl Horn. I'm going to do things a bit different today for announcements. Um, and I want to talk about membership, uh, specifically because when somebody's interested in membership, they're a longtime podcast listener and they're thinking about joining, uh, I'm the person that they call and talk to or email. And I have the same conversation 
all the time. And actually one day last week, I actually had the same conversation three times in one day. And I know we always teach for business of design. If a client calls you with a question, you've dropped the ball somewhere. So I feel like it's a fail on my part that we're not putting out there clearly enough what you gain access to as part of membership. So I did want, I just want to talk about that a little bit today. I feel like we're really clear. I never make sales calls. I never get anyone calling me asking me to clarify the value of membership. What our systems teach you to do, you know, the ability to take control of your projects, learn to manage projects and trades, work only within business hours. So working fewer hours and earning so much more, dramatically increasing your bottom line. All of those things, you know, we're very clear on. And if you've been a podcast listener for a long time, even the little bits that you're learning through the podcast and implementing into your business, you're seeing those results, you know, and that's tenfold once you become a member. And of course, our existing members do so much of that promotion for us and let us share their feedback so candidly and share it as testimonials and everything. So value of membership, I feel like we put out there, but the call that I always get or the email questions that I always get is, so what do I actually gain access to when I become a member? So our full programming, all of the programs that we teach at Business of Design, you gain access to when you become a member. And that includes the BOD 15-step project management strategy, which alone is about a 20-hour program. Overall, there's over 100 hours of video training. All of our programs are broken down into courses so that you're taking the systems in a logical order. And each of those courses are broken down into really manageable modules that have video training and that also have individual uh, forms, templates, samples uh, that are available to you in PDF because not everyone has the same version of programs and we want to make sure that it looks the way it's supposed to. So we provide everything in a PDF, but we also provide it to you in a Word document or whatever format it needs to be in order for you to edit that document. So all of those downloads are available to you. And on the main course page, you can get sort of a summary of what those downloads are. And then they're available again within the individual module that actually talks about them. So that is the core content that you're actually signing up for. As well, we do little videos as we get questions from members um, that either that answer isn't really easy to find within the courses, or maybe it's something that's outside of our core content that we're answering separately. We have sort of a, a library of individual videos with content that doesn't fit directly into one of our programs, as well as really short coaching Q&As where it's, you know, simply we got an answer, a question from a member and Kimberly is going to answer that for you right there. And then I let those members know when their questions get answered. And then one of the biggest things that our members love participating in is our monthly BOD live meetings. And we changed them about a year ago to be meetings instead of webinars. When you join, we ask everyone to turn on their audio and their video. Um, you can really get that spot coaching, um, project specific answers, that difficult client or something that came sort of out of nowhere and you're not sure how it fits into the systems or how to handle it, really getting that advice and having those conversations is really amazing. So uh, for those who are already members or thinking about joining, our next BOD live meeting is coming up on 
September 29th, which is a Wednesday at 1 p.m. EST. So details for that are on the website. We're going to be talking about your operations manuals. The other question that I get, which <laughs> you may or may not like my answer to, um, but how long does it take to not just take the courses, but to really implement them? And I always make the comparison that going to design school was kind of your undergrad, and this is like taking your master's or your grad program. And it does take a few years to really get through all the systems and implement. And you know the, business, the BOD 15-step project management strategy, it's a 20-hour program. Each step is its own course, and it is, 20 hours and if you can even tackle one course per month but also implement it in your business taking the course is not enough you need to implement and that's what takes time also think about the fact that your projects don't happen in a month so even if you can tackle a 20-hour course in a month you are not going to retain all of that information over the course of a two-year project. You need to implement in real time on real projects and you can't just do it once. It's multiple projects before these systems become natural. You do it without even thinking. You just automatically do your Friday updates to every client. You know, each little system becomes automatic. You need to do that on multiple projects and individual projects do not happen quickly. So. I would say our, you know, our members who are really implementing and thriving using our systems are with us for at least three years. And so many have been with us so much longer because they still attend the monthly meetings. They're super active in the Facebook community and uh, the community and access to other designers using the same systems as you are. You know, you can post a question to the Facebook group and mention step five, and you don't have to talk about what step five is. You don't have to get into those details. Everyone knows what it is. You have a network of designers and industry peers running their business the way you are or the way you're working towards running your business. So that's sort of the conversation in a nutshell that I have with individual designers on a weekly basis, but it just sort of hit me when I had the same conversation with three different specifically podcast listeners in one day that I realized it was sort of a fail on my part, right? To to not answer the questions before I receive them. So if anybody still has questions about membership, by all means, I'm available by email or phone. Please reach out to me um, and hopefully we'll see you at the next BOD Live. And again, that's September 29th. We're gonna be talking about your operations manual and the details are on the website. So. I hope to talk to you all soon and take care. Bye. I can't thank that woman enough. You have no idea, or maybe you do, how hard she works on behalf of business of design. I think of business of design as mine. Cheryl thinks of business of design as hers. And I love that about her. I trust her and rely on her so much. So you can ask her anything. She knows the answer. And uh, thank you, Cheryl, for that. Thank you for clarifying that. Let's get into the show. We have so much to talk about. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. 
Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. I'll start by letting you hear what's happening at the party. And then I'm going to give you the backstory and I'm going to tell you the outcome. And I want to say this up front really clearly. I do know whenever a situation occurs on a project where the client is upset, I do have to look very carefully at what is my part in this. And I am going to cop to a couple of things I might have done differently to make this better. So anything that sounds like the client is bad, I apologize for that because it's not how, it's not something you really ever hear from me. I think we all have good moments. We all have bad moments. This happened to be a very bad moment for this client. However, I'm a human being and it was a tough day and I was upset. And that's what you're going to hear in this recording. I say that as a way of softening what you may hear in this clip. Just a little bit. I'm so glad you're here. We're talking about, like, clients that go mad in the middle of a project. So I was telling, I was telling, I don't know if I should use your real names because maybe you want to be anonymous, but I was telling Blondie over there, that today my client was upset because there was damage underneath the nightstand that you couldn't see by the wall you had to get on your hands and knees and look underneath the drawer by the wall and luckily you know Beth Beth was there she said give me two seconds a little sandpaper a little marker it's perfect now but we had a 45 minute conversation about how angry he was at for damaging his night table. I said, how do you know it's it, it was probably made in Vietnam and then shipped to Vancouver and then shipped to Toronto and then shipped to- been handled a few times. Right? But he's like, he hates, now he says can never come in my house again. Sorry. Wait a minute, that's how did he used. discover the scratch? Oh, that's such a good question because Beth was there. She said he came in the house looking for a fight and when he heard was there he said don't move I'm gonna look this thing over and he got on his hands and knees he was looking for a fight so that's a client from hell and we had a big fight today okay I want to hear him I got the recorder going you can be anonymous they can be anonymous I don't care I have to think we're in the middle of a party these are my designer besties we're not quite drunk enough yet but Tim is laughing maybe I shouldn't use real names what's your what's your porn name <laughs> Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe is cracking up. Oh my god. All right, come on, fly from hell. Mine would be a client. Oh, everything was perfect. Everything was fine till it came time to pay the bill. Then I had to go to the husband to collect. So and the like, husband so was the just a. All the oh yes, but at, at that point. But then suddenly, oh, you got to go and talk to Sean. Oh. One of those things, you know what I mean? What do you mean you should open them both? The pain. Why are you asking <laughs> this? What a silly question. 
Okay, sorry. Go ahead. We're talking about alcohol. And that was the so what happened? The pink. Did he oh, I, yeah, they would say, but it was always it had to be delayed. You know, it was always there was a, a reason to hold stuff back, hold things paying back. I was new and young in business. I hadn't had your training. Oh. You know, you say, you had a contract. You don't do that anymore. What? I, you don't do that anymore. No, I don't now do that. I'm like, I'm like a hooker. Exactly. Give me some money. Yes. Uh, Tina Turner. How will you be paying for that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, what did you A couple of things are obvious once you listen to this clip. Number one, that we had already been drinking, of course. Uh, but also, we all have those stories. We have those moments in a project that are so memorable because they were so painful. And of course, thank you, that was the one and only Miss Tina Turner, whose music continues to be so beautiful. Oh, what a performer. Needless to say, nobody at the party wanted my recorder going while they were spilling on their current client situation, but every single person at the party had stories. I will say I have by far the fewest stories because I have learned to follow a process and that saves me from so much grief. Having said that, what exactly led to this moment? And by the way, the beeps were protecting the name of the moving company we used because they did nothing wrong. What were the moments that led to this? So the project has been extremely difficult because of COVID, just because of COVID. You know exactly. We schedule a move-in and then the city's on lockdown. We schedule a move-in and then even though the city's not on lockdown, the client's condominium building is on lockdown. So schedule, reschedule, schedule, reschedule. That already makes huge delays and problems. Even though the clients are aware of it, you know, you can't help but feel like, oh my gosh, this renovation is never going to end. Next, we finally received a sink we had been waiting for forever. And rather than have a drain in the center, which is, you know, 99.9% .9 of sinks, this one has a drain on the right side, or it should have. Unfortunately, the sink arrived and it had a drain on the left side. This is where we made a mistake. We didn't open that sink when it arrived at our office. Had we, we would have been able to resolve the issue before the sink was delivered on site. Quite honestly, I thought about it. I thought we should open the sink, and then I thought, nothing is ever wrong with sinks. We've never had a situation where there was a deficiency with the sink. Tons of deficiencies with hardware, with lighting, with shower faucets. So we know to open those things. But a sink? It's just a sink, and there's nothing ever wrong with it. Until this time, the box arrives at the client's, their home because of COVID. The contractor opens the box and says, oh, the drain's on the wrong side. The client hears that and they're upset immediately to which I respond, don't be upset. Let us handle it, right? So we reached out, of course, it is the manufacturer's mistake. They sent a sink with the drain on the wrong side, completely their error. However, they don't have another one on the correct side and it will be a six to eight week lead time. We don't want that. So we get on the phone and we find a really good substitute so close to the first sink. And we get that in our hands within 48 hours. 
So that was the big mistake that my team made on this project. Unfortunately, that mistake was compounded right at the same time by an email I sent the clients where I transposed one word. It was an email about scheduling the new drywaller. Long story, but we couldn't put the pot lights where we had hoped to put them because of some wiring we found up at the ceiling. So we had to make a decision on the spot and that meant more holes in the ceiling. And that meant we needed a better drywaller than the one we had on site. We had very little drywall work to do, but now that we made 14 holes in the ceiling, ah, suddenly we need a really good drywaller. So we're working on scheduling the drywaller. There is a thread of a conversation between me and the clients, three or four emails in a row about the drywaller. And finally, the fifth email says, I've scheduled the electrician for 8.30 tomorrow morning. I said electrician, not drywaller. It led to a pretty explosive email coming back at me, to which I said, what I should have typed is drywaller, not electrician. I guess I was thinking that the electrician is there making the holes and the drywaller who's going to fix it is going to be on site at your house tomorrow morning. I hope that clarifies. Which leads me to thinking about when do you owe an apology? Do I owe an apology there? I. I guess you could say, gee, I'm sorry I used the wrong word, but I am a human being and that seems reasonable that I might have made a mistake like that, particularly on a thread where we're only talking about the drywaller. In my mind, I thought, wow, what you might be saying is, thank you for knowing that you need a better, a more well-trained drywaller to make the ceiling look perfect. Thank you for pulling that together so quickly. But instead, it was all this drama around the fact that I used the wrong word. Now, I'll cop to anything that's my responsibility, but I also know I'm a human being and I'm allowed to make a dumb mistake once in a while that doesn't hurt anybody. And that was it. Unfortunately, it just happened to coincide with the same time period where the sink was a problem. And a few days later, boom, we have the nightstand incident. On this particular day, the movers showed up and the client was already in a bad mood, had nothing to do with us, and for whatever reason decided to get on his hands and knees to inspect a night table that was being delivered. I'm at home working. I get a phone call from the client. He is really upset and he's yelling. I don't do very well when people are yelling, so I go into my standard mode of de-escalation, which is, I would love to hear what you're saying, but I can't hear you when the tone of the conversation is at this temperature. So we need to lower the tone of the conversation so I can hear you. I must have repeated that almost verbatim three times. And then I said, I'm going to have to hang up if you can't have a more calm conversation with me because I can't help you unless I know what's going on. In my mind, something horrific has happened on the project site. I have no idea what the problem is. Finally, I understand, okay, there's damage to the nightstand. Okay, I will solve it. Leave it with me. Let me solve it. In the meantime, let me speak to Beth. She's there representing KSTG right now, and I want to speak to Beth. When I get her on the phone, I say, okay, give it to me straight. How bad is it? And she says, it's nothing. 
I'm like, what? And she's like, can't really talk. And I'm like, okay, so what you're telling me is this damage is small, smaller, <laughs> insignificant, hard to believe he's pointing it out. Yep. Okay. I said, do you think you can fix it? Because I know she's got sandpaper on site. I know that we have markers that are different wood colors. And she said, yeah, in about a minute. I said, great. Fix it. Show it to the client. Call me back. She took out some sandpaper and one of those markers that are wood colors got on her hands and knees, looked up and under the night table. Yes, I mean up and under the underneath side beside the wall and there was a tiny little chip and she fixed it in a second and a half honestly that is a lot of drama for something that small I haven't had something like that happen to me in I'm gonna say 25 years one of the earliest clients I had was upset because the grout on her marble floor wasn't perfect and it wasn't perfect because the marble was tumbled so the grout lines weren't straight because the edges of the marble weren't straight and she had me crawling on her floor with a magnifying glass to look at the grout lines and I remember thinking I am a grown woman with small children at home what am I doing on this woman's floor and I haven't had that sensation until this moment in fairness to the client, he was having a bad day. I've had bad days. I've behaved like, well, let's say I've behaved in a way that didn't make me proud. And I do understand that. And what I'm hoping is this is now all behind us. We've had quite a few interactions since then and everything has been fine. And I do think during our long conversation, we were able to resolve some of his frustration around the sink and in particular the email I sent where I used the wrong word. But I want to leave you with this one last thought. I did say to the client and then I repeated it to the partner. I anticipate some other things will go wrong now because anytime everybody's on high alert, it seems to me that just the law of the universe, Murphy's law, call it whatever you want, always conspires to make sure that 10 other things go wrong. So I just let them know that I am not promising in any way, shape, or form that the rest of the project is going to go smoothly without any hiccups. I'm just not promising that. What I am promising is when and if there is another issue or another challenge, I will be there with professionalism to correct it. And I'd like us all to maintain our decorum throughout the project. And in particular, I said I do not want anyone speaking to my staff the way you spoke to me. I said that directly to the client. I said, I have instructed them to leave the job site if it gets heated like that. I really do think he understands and this was all just a really good reminder to stay in process. Open the darn box when it arrives and make sure the drain is on the right side and not the left side. Man, you have no idea how much I need you guys. If you've got a story, you'll make me feel better if you share it. 
and definitely, definitely, definitely sign up for Business of Design Elite Retreat Santa Monica. We will take our shoes off, let our hair down, and we will talk. Stay well, everyone. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.